Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 19, I want to say, hopefully it is. Um, today, it's just me. It's just me and you, and I like I like doing podcast episodes like this just by myself because I love to talk and I don't let people talk. It's a, big, uh, it's a big issue, but working on it, no, I'm not. It's really hard, okay? Just a part of me. But yeah, I'm really excited to talk today. I have a lot of shit that I want to talk and like share that I've done in the past few months that I'm just like... Where am I supposed to put this? It's not it's not suitable for a get ready with me because it's like a long blah, 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 talkative story time. So it's just I, I don't do my makeup when I do get ready with me. It's like I can't do makeup and talk sometimes. So I thought it's like the best fit here. Um, starting off with how I got bajillion tweets. No, not tweets. I think I got Insta tags because I'm quite inactive on Twitter. But I got a bunch of um, I got a bunch of comment tags on Insta talking about like how the whole frenemies ended because Queen Rat Ant, I got, I hate you guys for saying that term, but Queen Rat Antsy predicted it. She called it out like five months ago and it happened, blah, blah, blah. See, I'm just gonna start off with, hold on, first of all. Oh God, this is such a touchy subject, but I'm not, I, I didn't predict it. I think anybody with a working brain cell could have predicted that. I think we all did. Like we, did no one, like am I the only, no, I'm not the only one. Everyone knew it was going to come to an end and it's going to end bad. Like we all, I, I just knew it. I think any, any adult could have guessed that would happen. And I'll tell you a few traits what I picked up and how I knew this was going to explode really fucking bad. And also when I did post that episode, I, I'm sure it did get on the fucking, you know, the Reddit H3 Reddit thing. And it's, it's the following is a little scary. It's a fucking cult. I think I have a little cult too. Like you guys are terrifying. You got, you got to stop. Like, I'll be like, guys, this brand is annoying me. 5,000 of you will go there and bombard them and bully them to kill themselves. And then you guys will be like, rat queen, Nancy in my comment section, I'm going to kill you. So th that's what happens with Ethan's. Like the cult is so scary. Like I'm not even one eighth, one tenth, one fiftieth of what his following is. He has a huge following. So anybody like disagrees with what he says or like bring something up against him people go insane like people destroy will destroy you so it's a little scary a little scary fan base you know um so i was pretty nervous filming that episode because i did want to share my opinion and what i think is going to happen well it did happen let me talk about that on let me talk about it more but yeah okay so yes frenemies ended am i sad yes i am and i'll tell you why 
they created this terrible negative space to gossip, bully other people and like talk shit and just negative vibes, which I thrive on. And now that thing is not there and there's not a good place for me to trauma dump, I have to actually go to people, people I love, my friends, my family and trauma dump on them, which is quite unfortunate. Okay, it, it was such a negative thing to watch. It's just like, no matter what, like, let me just, oh, I need to go all the way back. I keep rambling ADHD, but I need to go all the way back to, like, when I, when I watched this video on TikTok about how this person was, like, people made gossiping a bad thing. Gossiping is not a bad thing at all. Like, it's it's natural. It's a human trait thing, I guess, and it's, you just can't stop it. You will talk bad about people. You will discuss other people's lives no matter what, and there is nothing you can stop it stop from doing. You might be nice about it, but you're still gossiping at the end of the day, but... Um, I think it was like, you know, back in the day, no matter what women did, like we believe in crystals or had long nails, they would just call us a witch and kill us. Yeah, it's one of the same things with gossiping. A lot of women were known to gossip. And apparently, like when there were three people sitting and talking in a corner, they would be like, she's they're gossiping. And that's how like gossip became like a bad thing because women would do it more apparently than men. So gossip got a bad name. This is what I learned from history, TikTok, history talk, whatever. And that's very fascinating because women do get shitted on like for liking anything like if we like anime like people are like anime sucks lol and if we like crystals they people shit on us because it's just that people don't like women liking things or enjoying things people just don't like it and i'm also quite um what's the word i'm kind of a hypocrite because i do hate on things just because like little girls would like it but anyway so that's like the story term behind why gossiping is bad so moving on to the frenemies thing i enjoyed what they were discussing and talking because even though I live in the Middle East, I, I'm, I'm so caught up with a lot of like US drama and gossip and I want to talk about it to my friends, but nobody knows what's going on. Like, have you watched me talk about it to the lady, describe it to her, explain to her, she's just blank. She's like, what are you talking about? I'll talk about it to Lubaba, she's blank too. So I had fun, like I genuinely enjoyed watching the episode, but the reason I knew it was going to come to an end and why it was going to explode like the way it did one thing I've learned at 23, and I wanted to share this with you, maybe I've said this before, but um, one thing I've noticed is that um, when you're making friends with people, or you're dating even, you're getting a boyfriend, a girlfriend, one thing you need to pick on is how do they react to negative situations or negative experiences? Uh, you're dating a boy, you really like him, take him out like, or let him take you out and notice and observe how they act when they're stuck at a red light. Or, or like, even if it's your best friend, like, go to a makeup store and be like, whoopsie, your product is, like, out of stock. You're going to a sushi restaurant. Your favorite dish is out of stock. Watch and, like, pay attention to how they react. This is such, like, stupid examples. For me, since I have a lot of influencers, influencer friends, for me, I'll pay attention to how they talk about other people, other friends of theirs, other exes. Do they expose them to me? Like, how, how, do, how are they talking about them, Right. Because I know when we fight and we will fall apart because falling apart and falling is falling apart the word or falling away, falling through. Oh, I don't know. But like you do fall apart and like you go in different directions in life, friends, boyfriends, even your parents. Sometimes parents are the worst. But when you do, you can connect the dots and understand how they are going to react to you and how they will react to you. For example, I had a boyfriend who was he was just angry for no fucking reason. Listen, I love being angry. I love being negative and pathetic. That is my personality but this guy was just constantly mad and angry and upset and annoyed at the stupidest fucking things in lives in life and it would just get on my nerve i'm like i just can't be happy with you and i can't have fun with you because he would nitpick on every single 
Virgo. He was a Virgo. Virgo motherfuckers, they're so detail-oriented. They just pay attention to every single minute inconvenience, minute detail, and they sit and they obsess over it. And he was one of those pathetic kinds, okay? Um, literally, when I kill myself, because I'm very chill and, like, lightheaded about shit, and, like, he'll, like, obsess over one thing. And he would get mad very quickly. He would, like, explode very quickly. And he'll go on this rant about one bad thing. And I knew, oh, my God, because when I break up, this is, this is I'm going to go through this. And I did. I went through exactly what he went through when we were stuck at a red light. Or we didn't get his favorite dish at the favorite store. Like, it was the same nagging, ranting, and just going insane. And again, I had an ex who was very calm, very quiet, very composed, and he didn't throw a fit when we were stuck at a red light. He didn't throw a fit if we took the wrong turn. And when we did break up, it was very calm, very soft, and very nice. Just like, hey, it's not working out. Yeah, okay, that's, I understand. This is very, very um, amicable and very understanding, and we went different paths. So let me tell you, this is super important because it makes total sense with friendships, with whatever you're dealing with, how they react to negative situations. Because you'll have to deal with that one day and make sure you're ready for it or you're prepared for it or you can't take it. Um, and that's when I noticed with Ethan or Trisha, they've had really bad pasts with other YouTubers where they just, they go crazy. They explode and they, they also do bully. Like, I hate to be that person, but they do bully. Like, Okay, call me a David Dobrik stan or whatever, okay? What he did was really fucked up. Like, I'm, I totally agree with that. But there was a time, there was a segment which I didn't enjoy. was like they were laughing at how his tongue was between his teeth. Like, the way, you know the way David Dobrik laughs? Like, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, you know. It, it, he, just, he just like, like the, like the, he just laughs like, I don't know why he does. I don't even know. I, don't, I can't even do it. Like, uh, I don't know, but. They were like, you know, obsessing over that and like they kept bullying him for like how he smiled or laughed. And I'm just sitting here like, how is this? Like, I don't like I don't like that, that those kind of segments or, or even like when Ethan, like Trisha's not my favorite person. But like when Ethan called Trisha a whale at the start, called her a washed up, whatever. I didn't like that, too. I was just like, this isn't comedy. Like, because I know he's being serious. Like, if you're being funny, like, you know, like, see, humor is subjective. Trust me. Like, there are some jokes that I've made people are like, that's not even fucking funny. Totally. I get that. But like. He wasn't like joking. It wasn't even funny because he's actually calling her a whale. He's like, she's shaped like a whale. And I think he called uh, people who likes K-pop Twinkie or something. I don't know what, what that was. But he said some like really, um, I don't know, really asshole. Like the t a typical straight guy would comment in like a group chat kind of, you know, comments. Like I didn't like that. Like I don't like that part of Ethan and his podcast. Like I see that it just pisses me off. I just close it. Close it. But yeah, he, he, he does that a lot and then he'll be like, oh, I'm so fat and I'm ugly and like he'll talk shit about himself and also talk shit about other people. So like people are like, yeah, he's allowed to do that. But I don't think that's okay. And I don't like that segment of his. So I knew that like Trisha does this too and Ethan does this too before like they got together and they make videos on people and their whole career is to like expose other people and talk about other people and just go off on other people so i knew that i'm like oh my god if the, the the world will end when they get to when they two get against each other i just knew that's gonna happen it's the same thing with Nicki minaj and cardi b i love them they're such powerful women they have huge fucking cults you never want to mess with both and well, they did start beefing the world was in shambles like do you remember do you remember that like i used to follow cardi b on insta Shit was like, my whole Insta was flooded with this. And I'm just like, no. Same thing with Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift. Like, huge cults. 
you don't want to mess with them and they were beefing and it was just really scary so messy but since this is these are youtubers you feel more personal you feel like they're your friends and you can relate to them so this podcast episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. So you can get better value with HelloFresh uh, deals. HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients and ensure you won't spend money on excess items that ends up going in the trash. This is one of like my favorite, favorite parts about HelloFresh. They, if you have like four, tables, four tablespoons of cinnamon, they'll put it in the packet, all right? Five tablespoons of salt, they have it in the packet. You don't have to go fumble, look around for spoons and the teaspoon measuring things and measure it out, spill it everywhere. I'm clumsy. You don't need to do it because HelloFresh got your back they're going to pack it perfectly for you label it it's put in perfect and nice and neat you take it you dump it in and then you throw it in the trash you're not going to get messy utensils everywhere hellofresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes easily change your delivery day your food preferences and plan size or skip a week whenever you need to my favorite recipe on hellofresh is the stuffed peppers and hellofresh is one of the best recipes out there it's always mouth-watering i love them like def trust me you need to go give hellofresh a try if you love to cook but you don't have time in your hands it's the perfect meal kit for you go to hellofresh.com slash rancy14 and use code rancy14 for up to 14 pre-meals and free shipping definitely go give hellofresh a try america's meal kit number one meal kit for a reason i just want to clear that out um what else do i want to talk about oh my god guys this summer was insane so this is the first summer that i have been living with living alone what the fuck who are you living with living alone and how does how does Ansi feel about it um this is like one of the number one questions i get about like i'm so sorry my nose is so itchy um but the number one question i get is Ansi, how did the fuck did you move out how did you what did you tell your brown parents how did they listen to you how are you living alone are you okay are you banging every week are you having fun are you having a party night like tell me more about your life right and i'm down to do that but like it has to like i hate to be a dickhead but like money okay you need to save up money to move the fuck out that's the first thing and the country and the city that i live in like here it's not how do i say this it's just like a lot of like you need to be married to open a bank account you need to have a proper nine to five job to open a open an account so if you open an account then you get an apartment and it's, it's such a long process but one thing definitely is that you never want to tell your parents how much money you have ever you never tell them that like i can't stress this enough they sometimes do take it from you or they think that you have it so like if something happens to you let's say your car broke down you need to fix your nails you need to get your hair done your mom's gonna be like take that use your money and not hers so i never opened my mouth about i never opened my mouth about how much money i made as a teenager or how much i had even if i made five like if i'm going to work and she's like You're, you got a job i said yeah just a two-day job a part-time job i would go I would work and let's say I'm making 500, I would tell her I made 200. Like you never want to tell your parents how much you make. I slowly started to save things up and I also used to sell a lot of shit from my house that I did not want or my parents would not want. They wouldn't even know if it left my apartment. So I would just take it, sell it and blah, blah, blah. So that's the way I did it. I did a lot of part-time jobs. And honestly, one of my favorite jobs to this day was waitressing at my school. I, I, I did that for like one day. It was pretty hectic. It was like a six hour shift. But I had so much fun and I'm down to like waiter, waiter, waitress, waitress again. I don't know. I loved it. I, I also see myself being a bomb ass Uber driver. Like I will, baby, I will get you there 55 minutes before the destination time. Like I will get you there. So um, 
yeah i used to work save and then never tell people how much you make i also did um this thing it's like the easiest way to make money and i want to put you guys on like i know a lot of brown girls are watching me and you're like stuck in a very abusive household like i really think in the future like i like if there's one thing i've always wanted to do as a kid is do something for um like teenagers and girls who are stuck in these abusive households like no one talks about that and it's so fucking sad like it, like nothing makes me cry guys like i'm a career sun moon rising or whatever but like even like a shooting a dog would not make me sad but like genuinely what i melt like i'm on the floor on my knees when i think about girls who have such potential but they can't achieve it because because they're stuck in such fucked up abusive households where their dad doesn't do let them do anything and the curfew is 4 p.m. nothing dude oh nothing pisses me off like i really want the old generation to die and rot um luckily like i'm so blessed and lucky to have such fucking hilarious funny ass parents my parents are so funny like my personality it's from my mom she's a total bitch like the bitchiest person i know but the funniest person i know do you know how i know i got my mom's personality not my dad's because my mom's a science student like of course she she's a nurse so she took science before and my mom told me this random story about how she was in school you know and she used to live in in india in like a little village and they used to go to school and there was this little lake next to the village and you need to pass the lake to go to your class so like it was a, a science test and she told me she came second and some guy named arvind <laughs> arvind got the first um rank and she was so jealous envious mad and she just wanted to like push him and like literally run him over and she was so mad she's like you don't know i was i was frustrated because i worked really hard on the test and of course he scored more than i did and as we were walking the, as they are walking not me as they're walking down the lake she pushed him to the lake like the lake wasn't deep down like a well but like she really did just push him into the freaking lake oh my bunny's here hello my beautiful beautiful girl you're so cute bunny and dude i think it's my bunny my nose is stuffy yeah and she just fucking pushed him bro and i'm like uh didn't you go to jail for that she's like yeah there was no shit like that we live in a village and i'm like yeah the village i live in guys there's no police station like just take i want you to close down this podcast for 5 minutes and think about it um it's like really a village village um there are more cows than people so she really got away with it but of course he was literally drenched and he was like he's like my mom's friend so like he didn't like get crazy or insane but he was just like laughing the whole time he was just like do fucking better on your test maybe But yeah, that's how shitty my mom is and that's how I got her shitty personality. The tree, the tree doesn't fall far away from the apple. The apple doesn't fall far away from the tree. So, um yeah, and like my mom's my mom is so funny. My dad, like we have such a great like, you know, um relationship. Uh and it got so and I can't believe this is so cliché because everyone says this and you just want to punch them in the face, but honestly, moving away moving away from my moving, wow, great. Moving away, moo moo. Moving away from my parents. really made my relationship 55 times better stronger and wow it is true and i'll tell you what i found out right i'll tell you what it is soon but um i had great parents but i really feel for all the girls who um don't and um there there's one thing when you have like a divorced parent you're like oh i don't have a dad life sucks i totally get you But like what the fuck would you like no one talks about this but what the fuck do you call a family situation where your mom and dad they're both both like married happy or whatever and you're home but you're just like stuck at home you can't leave the house you just have to stay home like you can't work you just have to stay home 
just stay home pray to god or whatever the fuck and also for some reason families like this they're extremely religious like it'll never make sense to me they're mad religious they're extremely fucking religious and they they sometimes okay there are different variations the families will not let you study or they will let you study but to like high school only or they will let you study till college but then you'll need to marry at 18 if you want to go abroad they're like you need to marry first like anything you do they'll be like you need to marry this only happens to a lot of daisy like brown women more versus men sometimes men but no who am i kidding never men i can't think of one guy who's going through this but all guys all not one not four out of ten all my girlfriends in high school went through this and i was so confused and left out because i never went through that uh my mom would kill me she had just two rules she's like you cannot get pregnant at 16 and no drugs and i did live by that actually i was pretty boy crazy when i was a teenager i did date behind her back she caught me she killed me but most of the time um, I did listen to her and I, I shared things with her because she told me to share with her no matter what. So I'm kind of glad that happened. That's the relationship that I had. But most of the time, like, it's so sad, guys. The number of stories I know. And there are girls I know right now. They're like 25. And they're like at home because they're not, they're not allowed to go anywhere. And no, no, she's eating the wire. So it's just like so sad. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. God, it makes me so sad. Like, I actually want to cry. Um, makes me really sad. But I just really hope I'm like a billionaire someday. Like a millionaire at least. that I can like make... Oh, Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can do like an organization or like, I don't even know where to start. Like, what do I do? Open an Instagram page? What is that going to do? Um, I don't, I don't want to do charities. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay a charity to look after it. Like, I want to do something. You know, I want to look after people and girls like that. I really want to do something like someday when I have 80 years to live, like I'm going to do something. I, I'm not like super millionaire rich to be able to do something right now like that because I'm going to be honest with you, like I'll go broke. So I need to like make myself, I need to create a foundation for myself and like I need to have like a happy living life first and then I can like go out and do things like that. So um, I really hope someday, and I'm sure you know a lot of girl stories like that, like you have to marry at 21 or give birth at 22 or you need to stop going to high school after a certain age. Like, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. The worst thing humans have ever come up with, you know what it is? Timelines. Timelines and deadlines. 21, get married. 18, finish high school. 35, finish, you need to have a child by then. You don't. Like, there should be no timeline in your life. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want anytime you want. And the, the brown parents don't get that. And a lot of girls I know are stuck and helpless. Like, they want to date. They want to have boyfriends. And they can't. Right, bunny? The little bunny bear. So, 
I really hope that you, you know, whoever's listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm really stuck. What I used to do to, for money, the easiest thing is that I used to purchase like AliExpress items. A lot of people do like AliExpress lashes or whatever. You could do that. Like AliExpress lashes, AliExpress lip gloss, makeup, anything. And you can try making an Instagram page and selling it. Try selling it to like big YouTubers, big influencers or small influencers. They'll post it for you. Um, you can't really reach big YouTubers. They'll charge you for it. It's always best to go to tiny influencers. Um, um, and also Etsy is a very good place. I'm always on Etsy purchasing like bunny toys, stupid shit, like stupid, like minute, stupid toys. Like I'll, I need it for my bunnies. And like, it's something you would not even think that no one's going to buy it. No, you will have an audience. No matter how stupid you think, whatever you're selling is. And you're like, no one's going to buy this. Let's say you have like a, um, a, a book cover or like a Cinderella dress that you've made from scratch. Someone's, someone needs to cosplay at their Halloween uh, party or whatever, and they're going to take yours, and they sell, they sell that for like $200 on Etsy. And I needed like one costume for Halloween, and I'm sure this person who made it thought, no one's going to buy this ugly costume, but guess what? Motherfucker, I did. I paid like $400 for that. So um, I'm not asking you to be a CEO, okay? I'm not asking you to be Jeff Bezos, where you create a big empire, and from AliExpress, but you can start somewhere, and that's how I made the little, little, the little uh, checks every now and then. It was from AliExpress. I would buy shit from there. I would sell it, and people would buy, and I made money that way. Like I would add, I would pay four hundred. No, I would pay four dollars extra per product, and that four dollars would add up when people buy a lot. And that's the easiest, cheapest way to make money. And if you're ever stuck in that situation, and you're like. I don't know. And it's, it's again, I know it's different because there are brown girls who just don't have access to the internet. There are some brown girls who have access to the internet, but they can't purchase things online because they don't have a bank account. They don't have PayPal. So I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. And I think um, one of the stupidest, easiest ways, maybe TikTok. People are making shit on TikTok, actually. You're not making anything there. But um, yeah, I, I want to create like a foundation. I, I want to create some rescue thing for girls who are stuck like this all around the world and they need help and they, they just can't do anything because their their siblings are assholes their mom is an asshole their their relatives are assholes and their friends just don't care and yeah i just want to stop that cycle that's such 1985 bullshit like can we not like what the fuck so um yeah hopefully that will happen someday now, coming to the uh, ranchy part of the podcast where you would want to kill yourself and you're like, you know what? Maybe my dad gave me a curfew for 4 p.m. for this. It's, it's better this way. And I feel like some if there's some like super, super, super strict parent listening to this, she's going to make her child listen to this and be like, this is why, you dumb cunt. You're going to stay home at 4 p.m. You're going to get married at 25 and you're going to give birth to twins at 26, okay? I'll tell you why. The story time is one of the most embarrassing story times ever. And I think I should just end it, you know, with the story time. So you never have to listen to this podcast episode again. But, oh, um, so the past four day, months, was in May, June, July, in a summer vacay. Everyone's out. Like, all my friends went to different countries. They're visiting. They're having fun. My dumbass was home. So it was the first summer where I was by myself in my own apartment okay your girl had her own apartment her own place i was gonna fucking party because i wasn't gonna travel covid was pretty bad in june i think so i decided to stay home and throw a fucking party and i did i invited um few friends that i know of and it was a good time we had a good night and then everyone left we decided to go clubbing the next day so for the clubbing we go to this like really really good club it's, it's a pretty good uh, reno club in dubai and we go to this club and i meet this friend she's really fun i love her let's call her alex i don't know why okay let's call her alex so me and alex were like here eating food getting drinks 
there are a group of boys behind us on this side of the table like behind us and um they kept like looking at us or whatever and i didn't pay attention because i was looking away and i was looking forward and they were they were behind me but i remember alex told me like they're just like looking at us so weird are they signaling something i don't know this guy he's like ginger he comes to us and he's like hey girls you should join our table and we're like okay whatever freak we left and after that um this is so funny we we got drunk and of course when you get drunk you're fucking loose and pathetic and embarrassing so you do end up going to the table that you promised yourself you wouldn't so there's like ed ed and eddie like that's the best fucking name we can come up with they're all ugly and weird and they're five eight they're unattractive no actually this guy was really cute he was brazilian so um he was aquarius dude of course i could sense it in my bones he was aquarius and he was like very quiet the shy guy and i don't know how to explain this to you the number one rule for seduction is to be fucking quiet which i could never be but just shut the fuck up and you're just known to be like attractive and seductive and sexy when you're just like quiet and he was he was he kept it to himself and in a weird way i kind of liked it like he was just like by himself i liked it and then so he was really quiet and like he's on his phone whatever and we got to talking and like we introduced ourselves like, i was like hey i'm Nancy, i'm this and that and he's like blah, blah blah and i got really drunk okay at this point i was like smashed i would go to the washroom like i'm such a good drunk i'm either a terrible drunk where i'm puking on your face or i would like such a good child i would go to the washroom go barf my ass out and then i would come back wipe myself and i'll be like i'll be like ready to go for another shot so like i've like trained myself to behave that way for a weird for some weird reason but i am i do it really well so i'm like hey i need to barf uh, it's coming up so i go to the washroom barf and then i come back and then i'm like i'm good for tonight let's go back to my let's go back to my place i tell alex that so alex actually invited her tinder date she had like a tinder date uh, that she went with like three weeks ago she really liked him so she brought like, invited him to this club so he came here too and so alex is now with that guy so there's ed ed eddie and there's me and i i didn't like think much of it because when i'm drunk i'm drunk and i kind of don't realize if i'm flirting with people or if someone else is flirting with me or if someone's trying to hit on me or like they want to fuck me i don't know that like i don't pay attention to that since I'm asexual, I don't think of things in like a sexual context. Like if someone's like, you're beautiful, I'm like, oh, maybe I really am. And it's not because you want to fuck me, but Nancy, it is to fuck you, you dumb bitch. We get into uh, Alex's boyfriend's car. He wasn't drunk. He just got he just got to the club and he was going to pick all of us and go to my place. And we're going to get drunk in my place. So he picks us up and me and Alex, we get in the car and Alex is like, um, I, Alex's boyfriend, the Tinder date. He goes like, let's call him. Um tim tom tom so tom goes like nc dates you want to fuck you why don't you like pick so i'm like have you seen their faces this is ed ed and eddie i don't want to fuck them absolutely not and you know he was like um it's i can see it like they do want to and i think you should choose one now and i'm like no nah, i'm good they're, they're just like friends they were funny but whatever they had no personality and like there's like no connection here they were very funny boys but that was it but my drunk ass still decided to take my phone and text them and be like, hey, you should come over to my place at XYZ location, 454, flat number. And they were like, yeah, sure. So we pull up to my house and the boys come in their fucking car and they come in to my house. So there's Ed, Ed, Eddie, Tim, Alex and me. We're all sitting in my house. We're drinking and we're playing games. Tab, we're having such a good time. Like, they're so funny. I had a great time. Now it's time for us to go. And again, it's time for not us to go. What am I saying? For them to go. So I'm here, like Ed and Ed, Ed, Eddie, Eddie goes, so it's Ed, Ed, left, then Ed, 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 the second Ed goes, there's only Ed left, so Ed, me, Tim, Alex, it's four of us, it gets really weird now, because like, 
there's like some sort of really weird energy here. Now I'm like, oh, he wants to fuck me. No, no. So I go like, I'm going to bed. As in like, baby, I'm going to sleep, okay? I think I, he thought I was going to fuck him. And he's like, I'm going to sleep too. I'm sleepy. I said, okay, good. So we go to my bed and we sleep. And again, when I say sleep, like I'm actually sleeping. Hello. I said, I'm sleepy. What the fuck? I go to my bed and I lie down. He goes to the bed and he lies down and he gets like half naked. Like he's fucking ha- He has his boxers on. And I can see this because I'm drunk and I'm like, no, he's thinking we're going to fuck. And then I think he kind of goes to the washroom to brush his teeth and what the fuck. I run out to the hall and I'm like, um, he needs to get the fuck out of my house. What do I do? And they're like, um, it's pretty fucking late because it's 4 a.m. You invited him to your house, a. Eh? Um, that showed that you didn't want to fuck him, and then now you told him to go to your bed, which is also a sign that you want to sleep with him. I'm like, no, that isn't, guys, am I insane? Unless I say I want to fuck you, I don't want to fuck you. Like, why do, why is this, like, how? Maybe, okay, it was my fault. I shouldn't have invited him over. Like, that's one thing I've learned. Like, the lesson was, like, I think you can't, like, show people you like them or you were interested in them and invite them to your fucking house and then back out of it. And I'm like, okay. So we get into bed. And I'm like, I'm going to make it perfectly clear that he cannot fucking touch me because I will kill him. So I am drunk, but I'm sobering up. Like the thing with being drunk is that I don't know how people go like, oh, I cheated on him because I was drunk. I cheated on her because I was drunk. Even when you're drunk, see, either you're drunk, you're like, you're like, what's the word? You're tipsy, you're like drunk or you're blacked out. Okay, there's only three levels here. Let me tell you this. Tipsy is you're still in your senses. The world is spinning drunk is that you can feel touch smell things but you're just lazy you can't move and like life is great blackout is baby you can't you didn't get up and you're you were just on the floor the whole time you didn't get up and you couldn't move that's blackout so when people go like i was just drunk sorry i shouldn't have sex with you that they they knew what they were doing they know what they're doing if they took their phone entered their passcode and they they op- they click, took a picture or they did whatever the fuck and they sent it to you and they're like sorry i was drunk no you knew what you're doing you were drunk, yes, but you, you're, you still know what you're doing. You're still in your senses. So, the, like, you were drunk, I was drunk. is not a good excuse to, like, do shit to people when they're unconscious, whatever. So, even though I am drunk, I'm still pretty fucking aware of my surroundings. Like, I know what's going on. Maybe I'm a different drunk, okay? I don't speak for everybody. Even though I was drunk, I know what's going on. So, I literally wrapped myself as a burrito sandwich and, like, in my blanket. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker, do not touch me. I'm going to sleep. Also, I did, I did tell him I'm asexual at the club. Like, I told him verbatim, I'm asexual. I think you need to know what that is before you, like, talk to me. So he knows who I am and all that. So, yeah, and we get in bed, and I wrap myself as a burrito sandwich. I'm like, he cannot be doing shit to me in the middle of, like, when I'm sleeping. And when if you know what drinking drunk sleep is, you sleep, and, like, you don't wake up till the next day. So I know once I close my eyes, I won't feel anything. Like, I'm going to shut down my system on purpose, like, by my choice. But I did tell him like multiple times, don't fucking touch me, you'll be dead. I go to bed and I, I can feel him fucking trying to touch me. Like he's trying to like undress me, he's trying to take the blanket out of me. And I'm like, oh my, I want to hit him in the face. And I can't move, guys, I'm shit-faced. I'm in my bed and like my face is inside the pillow, like merged, you know? So like my boobs are like on the bedside. Like I'm faced, I'm facing the bed and sleeping. So like he's also like 5'8 and skinny. He can't lift me. Um, I, I wrapped myself really tightly, but I knew he was trying to like fuck me, in, even though I, despite I told him not to and like don't touch me, he did. And I couldn't do anything and I just passed out. But we didn't bang because he, there was no way. He was a little drunk too and I, I wrapped myself really tightly. Like you couldn't just move me. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. So I wake up the next day. No, literally 4 a.m. we went to sleep. I woke up at 7 a.m. Like four hours I woke up and I'm like, 
it came all came it all came running back to me what he did to me all of it i was disgusted and i was like this fucker tried to touch me and try to fuck me even though i told him not to so i get up i tell him get the fuck out of my house and okay i didn't say it that way i was like hey um can you like get up and he wouldn't get up so i had to t- like text another friend in america the reason i had to text an american person living on the other side is because 7 a.m every everyone i know was sleeping no one could get me out of the sticky situation um but an american because their time zone they're awake there so i text like five americans i know i'm like you have to call me act like you're my brother and be like hey sis coming to your house or whatever i need to take your car i need to fix your car make up some shit so um i text this american friend and he's like i'm down and he's like laughing his ass off like he's like what the fuck did you get yourself into whatever so he calls me he goes like hey i'm gonna come here to pick up your car because i need to work on it i put it on speaker so the boy who's next to me hears it and ed eddie whatever and my the friend fakes the whole story and eddie heard it and eddie's like okay i'm gonna go so he starts putting his clothes on and then he just leaves like we didn't say much but i was disgusted bro after he left i went to my bed i took out my bedspread my pillowcases i put them in the washer i was like i couldn't like oh like that oh i just no disgusted and before anyone's like, ah, oh, you gave him consent, though. You invited him over. No, even though I did, even if I invite Satan over and I tell him, don't fuck me, don't touch me. And you're like, OK. And then we go to sleep and then you fucking try to touch me. It's your fault. You know what you're doing. And here's the fun part, the funsy part. I go back. He goes back home and then I'm here. And then he goes like, thank you for the night, whatever. But um, you don't have to like make up that story. If you didn't want me in your apartment, you could have just told me I would have left. And I'm like um lol that wasn't a fake story i really am at the car shed fixing my car and i quickly had i had this picture of my car like i was fixing my car like a month ago it was the car shed i took a picture i sent to my dad before so i stole that picture sent it to him and i'm like um i wasn't lying i am at the car shed and i sent him the picture so he goes like oh oh okay i'm so sorry you did go to the car shed i was like yeah i did he's like oh okay and that was the one of the most awkward conversations ever like this story couldn't get worse and then i thought i was done and it, it gets even fucking worse like oh second um second week the third week of us meeting whatever he he follows me the same day he follows me the same day i made him unfollow me he followed me again i made him unfollow me the second week or the third week of uh what june july whatever the month was he um he texted me he's like hey my brother my friend has like a yacht party uh and this is what the yacht looks like like you should come we'll have fun or whatever and he sends me a google picture of a yacht babe that wasn't the yacht that your brother whatever the fuck booked it like i i'm sure this is like from google because it's so pixelated like you guys can see here and also it it's gonna be like a dungeon where he can he can get me pregnant like it has to be tell me i'm wrong it, it has to be guys like I, I can't tell you like oh my god but yeah that was one of the most awkward um in what uh i was just gonna say awkward internships what's the word counter encounter it's one of the worst encounters of my life of the summer and maybe stay with your brown parents and don't move out at 25 and get pregnant at 26 or whatever the fuck they force you to do because like this is one of the most embarrassing story times of my life and i hate the fact that he actually knows where i live i have to double lock my house every single time because it's just disgusting and i i, I just I think about like what he tried to do when i was try, uh, sleeping and when he tried to undress me and also i get those fucking flashbacks all the time it's just that i'm not a very um I don't know, trigger dramatic person. Like I, I get go through fucking trauma every time, but I learned to like pass through it very easily. So it didn't like sting. It's not like it didn't fuck me up for the rest of my life, but it's something like I think about and I cringe. 
And it's just like, it's so funny how till this day, guys, he doesn't know that I know what he did, tried to do to me when I was drunk. And I hate to say this. Let's just, let's just say like, I hate to say, break it. I hate to break this to you, but I'm going to go and meet like a bajillion other Eddies in my entire life. Like I will meet, he's not going to be the first and the last one. I will meet a million other Eddies in my future drunk parties and whatever. Uh, it, you don't even need to be hot or sexy or like verified or asexual. You could be a whole, a walking fucking whole, and a man will do this to you. Like, I'm just going to be honest to you. Like, you will meet a bajillion other Eddies and a lot of straight boyfriends that we have. Not boyfriends, but like guy friends that we have. They're a lot like Eddie. A lot of them are Eddies, but they will never admit it. When they find like an unconscious woman in bed and you know that she's not going to remember shit, they're going to do things to you and you won't even know it. Whether it be your best friend for life, your best guy friend for life, your childhood best friend. A lot of Eddies, guys. A lot of Eddies walking on this planet. But this did teach me that I need to be more aware of what I say, who I invite in. And this is like the first party that I hosted for summer. So it went horribly wrong. 10 on 10 would not recommend. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you should learn to speak up. I wish I just kicked him out at 3 a.m. and didn't, didn't let him sleep. I let him sleep as a, like, a good host. Like, you're sleepy, you're drunk. You can sleep and, like, wake up the next day and go home. But, like, I don't know. He thought if it in a different way. Maybe I signaled it completely wrong. Maybe it's on me. I don't know It's whose fault it is. But um, I did not give a consent. So that was just disgusting. But I, I remember telling the story to a friend and I'm like, bro, I hate that this is not the last boy there's going to be five more eddies this year by itself but i thought of letting you guys know maybe maybe stay home by 4 p.m don't go out and carry a pepper spray but yeah guys i thought of just like ranting and venting and sharing story times i hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode don't forget to check out hellofresh don't forget to subscribe and see twinkle youtube channel and my podcast episodes will come out monthly now because bitch is busy but see you guys next month